and welcome back to 12-1. My name is Amy Kirkpatrick. You know, for the last week or so, I've been staying at my in-laws and they have a small little farm. They have a donkey and like 20 chickens, something like that. And just lots and lots of property, 40 acres. There's the woods out there. My husband's out there building a fort. It's just, it's been really kind of a cool time just to just be outside and just be able to be with the animals and just watch my son do such incredible things with these animals. We call him actually the chicken whisperer. So uh, he just loves his chickens. And, you know, my whole life, I've always heard about people that are just obsessed with their chickens, that they, <laughs> that they uh, have wear shirts and they have, you know, de- decor all over their house just because they love their chickens so much. And never quite understood it, but quite honestly, I'm becoming a chicken person. I love, I love these girls. They are just hilarious and they each have their own personality. And uh, there's a couple out there that have kind of become my girls. And, you know, one thing I love to do is just go out into the yard and you know, out here in Illinois, they have like these four foot weeds that are here. I mean, they're just these tall, slender uh, weeds and you pull them and they pull really easy and they got wide roots. And so you can go out there and pull a root. And if you get the right angle, it it creates like this whole pad, like this, you know, well, well beyond like maybe even your three open hands worth of dirt that comes with all the roots and it just exposes all these grubs and worms and beetles and everything and so I go out there very often and you know these chickens just follow me around as soon as they see me come outside they're like oh hey the weed pulling chick and so they they come over and they just follow me and they just stand between my legs or right next to me and as I'm pulling them you know the weeds are you know kind of like popping out of the ground and it pops them in the head and they don't care they, they just want to be in the middle getting you know the juiciest um, piece and there's three girls that are always the first ones there. They always see me and come running. And it's Carmelita, and it's it's one called Big Slippers. Um, so she, she, yes, my son helped name some of these. Um, but they have really long feathers on their feet, so it looks like she has slippers on. So And she's big and fat and round, so we call her Big Slippers. And then there's Little Slippers as well. But So Carmelita, Big Slippers, and then there's a, there's one called Addison. And she's kind of a honey-colored, and she's she's one of the ones, if you haven't seen uh, chickens, I'll kind of describe, but she has a massive beard that goes all the way around the side of her face, and it's, it's all along her throat, and it's this big, feathery, fluffy beard. And so that is Addison. And so those are the three girls that are always up and around my feet. I gotta be very careful about where I step. You know, and as I'm pulling these weeds, I'm hearing them make these little cooing sounds that um, only happy chickens make. Like it's a very distinct, you know, like kind of like little chirp, you know, kind of, um, kind of sound. And it's just very, very adorable. They just get so excited, you know, that there's bugs to be had and they start kicking and, you know, kind of, um, pawing at the dirt, trying to get to the, the bugs. But Addison, Carmelita and Big Slippers, man, they they definitely know exactly how to do this. They're they're young chickens, but they get how how to work with me to get the most out of what they want. I shake off the dirt, you know, and it's falling on the ground, and they're in the middle of that looking for any goodies. Well, Addison is not the smartest um, chicken, and I know chickens are not very smart, but Addison's a very special, special girl. She not only makes her cooing noises, but she just squawks the whole time, just rah, rah, the whole, she's just talking nonstop. And I'm taking it as encouragement to continue to pull weeds, but Addison is just, she's, she's the kind of girl where, you know, I, I see like this really fat grub, right, which is just a, a really fat, like, you know, uh, caterpillar type thing that's underground that basically turns into beetles and stuff. And so I find these big old fat grubs or I find worms and I'll try to get them to Addison because the other two girls are 
the other two girls and then eventually the 20 come but mainly these two girls are just so aggressive and they find everything and they grab them before anybody else can have you know any of the bugs and so I've been finding these things you know and I give them to Carmelita and at first I was tossing them in front or i I've been giving them to Addison. And at first I would toss them in front of Addison, but Addison is so oblivious. She's just walking around and, you know, doesn't even see them. And then the other girls come in and get it. So eventually I was putting it in my hand and I'm trying to get, you know, get it in front of her face. But um, Addison is so terrified. She's so jumpy. She's so jittery. She's so fussy. She's always talking, but she's also a worrier. She's, you could tell she's the chicken out there that's talking so much because she's just not sure about life. Everything is overwhelming to Addison. And, you know, even though I'm sitting here with this massive, fat, juicy grub in my hand, it's moving around. She's just squawking at me and just kind of, you know, jumping away and flapping her wings. And she's just, you know, I'm barely moving. It's like, Addison, chill. I'm trying to give you something, you know, this amazing thing. But then as I'm working, she's over there pecking my feet, you know, she's pecking up my boots and stuff. And Addison is just oblivious. And I was trying to explain to Kate and I said, geez, she is just such an oblivious girl. And he goes, mommy, what's oblivious? And I started telling him about how, you know, I'm trying to give her this thing and she just can't even see it. She can't, she's not even recognizing it. She's so busy being flustered and, and fussy and worrying and all this stuff that she's not even seeing the, the good um, that I'm trying to give her. Well, I'm huge in finding connections and things. So, you know, if it's something like this where I'm outside and, you know, these birds are around just being goofballs, you know, I I always like have this mind to connect it to maybe how I am acting or, you know, how human nature is or something like that. It's just how I am. And so, uh, you know, later on in the day, I was talking to a very good friend of mine and she knows, you know, all my past struggles. She knows all the hardships that I have been through in my life. And I was just talking with her and I was just griping, you know, like, I was actually sitting there thinking, gosh, I just sound like Addison because I was just sitting there just bah, bah, just about stuff, about stuff that wasn't important, about things that um, I'm kind of like annoyed with lately and just griping. It just wasn't even, it wasn't even good, good stuff. It was just me just talking. And then I kind of sat there and thought about it. And it's like, I love talking to this friend because of our ability just to get completely lost in just our praise of God, like what he's doing in our life and just sharing that with each other. And I just was kind of sitting there thinking, it's like, man, why am I wasting my time talking to my friend about all these gripes? And I was just, you know, thinking about that. And, you know, and I sat there and, you know, as I started to voice this very thing, I was telling her about how, you know, why am I just going off and, you know, and I was like, I should be just absolutely exploding with praise. And, you know, for her, she knows. She knows how much I sacrificed um, to draw in towards the Lord. You know, how I gave up my career. I gave up my ministry, my passions, my home, my plans, everything. I just dropped it all because God had asked me to do it, you know, and I, I wanted to do, I wanted to be obedient and I wanted to see victory in my life, you know, and in all that I sacrificed, I mean, I gave up everything. I left Oregon with nothing in my hands but my husband and my and my son, and that was it. And, you know, I literally had just an inkling of my clothes. You know, we had very little cash on us. We were just going. And, you know, I realized now where I was sitting, you know, griping, <laughs> that, you know, I had given up everything, but I had gained 
absolutely everything back. Like I didn't have all the possessions. I didn't have a ministry. I didn't, I'm not back teaching or anything like that. I don't have that. But where I am in fullness, I, I gave away everything and gained everything at the same time. And I'm so thankful for where I'm at. And, you know, I have been through a really, really tough 15 years of just struggle, like everyday, heart-wrenching, relentless struggle. And it was just always on me. It was just like this chronic thing that was always there. And, you know, today I walk in freedom from that. You know, when I left Oregon, when I left all my my things that I cared about, and I thought I cared about, the things that I was so passionate about, the plans that I had, and I left that all behind, Right. God took me on a journey of absolute freedom. And here I was on the phone griping, you know, and I just was sitting there telling her, I was like, you know that God has moved mountains in my life. You know that he has literally uprooted massive, massive mountain ranges and he has tossed them into the sea to never be seen again. And here I am just doing nothing but griping. I'm just chirping. I'm griping. I'm I'm not even eating the grubs out of my own Lord and Savior's hand because I'm so busy focusing on the things that are still bothering me. The things that are just annoying, uh, things that are not worth mentioning, right? And I'm just like, why? One, am I wasting my time talking with my good friend about this? And two, you know, why am I not in a state of just jaw-dropping awe of relentless praise of what my God has done, right? And I just realized it's like I'm so oblivious to what God has done. I haven't even stopped long enough to process that my 15-year unrelenting battle is, is not there. And I have yet to sit in the house of praise with my Lord and Savior just to tell him just how thankful I am. what we do? Don't we get so busy? Don't we get so um, mixed up in the new life or the new thing that's happened? Or do we, you know, or do we get into that place where, you know, we still have these little inklings of life that are still frustrating us that we forget just to pause, just to process, just to realize that, you know, that you have prayed, (laughs) you know, I have prayed, 10,000 prayers over this one thing. And I no longer have to pray it anymore. And, and if that doesn't drop me to my knees, what will, you know, and, you know, I want to say I don't think I'm ungrateful, because when I think about it, when I allow myself to stop long enough, you know, um, it brings tears to my eyes. You know, it, it drops me to my knees. It makes it so that I can barely breathe because it's so powerful that my God did the impossible right? He did what, what could never happen. It was, it was literally impossible and he did it, you know? And, and I wanted just to kind of just put out there just to slow down, you know, that we cannot have hope in our life if we don't take the hopes that God has given us and treasure them in our heart, right? And it's, I think about Addison, you know, that chicken, that fat little chicken in the backyard, you know, and how, you know, 
I'm out there just giving her the very best of what I can find, you know, the best, most juiciest grubs and worms. And I'm just trying to give it to her. And she's so busy being flustered and crazy and anxious and that she can't even see what I'm giving her, right? And I don't want to miss what God is doing. I don't want to miss on an opportunity to glorify his name and tell to tell others of just how good he is. And, you know, it goes back to a podcast I did a while back where, um, you know, I was talking about some of my students saying, you know, why do miracles not happen today? And I realized, you know, then that it's because people don't speak about them. But here I am in the middle, you know, of a miracle that has changed my life forever. It has changed my outlook on what God can do, how big he is, how he is, you know, more powerful than the impossible. And I'm not even sharing with anybody. I'm not even talking about it. And so I wanted to take this opportunity just to, one, to praise my Lord and Savior, to lift his name up, to speak of the goodness of what he has done, but also to remind all of us just to stop and just to bask and marinate and just dwell in the victories that he has in our life. And not just to move forward onto the next thing, not to become um, short-sighted, but to to allow ourselves just to marinate. You know, we think about marinating is just it it just oozing and into every cell of that meat, you know, to make it just to make it full of flavor, right? And let us do that of his victories. You know, this is what we want in our life. This is what we're praying. And so when he gives it to us, we need to marinate and let that that victory, let his goodness, let his promises just marinate into every cell of our body until it just becomes part of our flavoring. And um, so that that's just kind of where I'm at right now is like, I'm just forcing myself to, you know, maybe I need to put Bible study aside for a while. Maybe I need to put the devotion or maybe I need to put this and that aside for a while just to be in praise just to spend that time just saying thank you. Thank you for how you handled this. Thank you for how you changed hearts here. Thank you how, for how you molded my my thought process and you molded my heart, how you brought forgiveness, how you brought healing. Like I could go on all day long, right? And so I just encourage each and every single one of you just to take a deep breath, to slow down and to ensure that you are marinating in what God has has done in your life. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I hope that you will like and subscribe. It just helps other people find this podcast. And as always, feel free to write me if you have any questions or comments or would like prayer support. Uh, my podcast email is 121podcast at gmail.com. I would love to talk with you individually, and I hope you guys each have an amazingly blessed day. Mm-hmm.